Hey everybody, this is Stephanie from Birth is Beautiful, empowering women to love the birth process, and we are ready for episode number two. Today we are going to be talking about conscious conception and how I found out I was pregnant and then how I told Adam. And that's those are all fun stories, so I figured I would start here. So conscious conception, let's talk about that for a second. Adam is an Australian. And so we dealt with a lot of immigration stuff, a lot of stuff that cost us a lot of money and a lot of paperwork and a lot of stress and um, to get him to immigrate here to America. And um, so we definitely knew we did not want to get pregnant until all of that was cleared and ready to go. During that whole time, we just made sure like that we were super super um, cautious and always using condoms and birth control and things like that. So um, because I just could not imagine being pregnant and being here without Adam here and or even worse, like what if he got stuck in Australia because of paperwork and I was having our baby like I just could not imagine that. So we were just being super cautious. And so it was actually kind of funny because something happened when I was in Australia And I had a bit of a scare that I might be pregnant. And I told our friends, Katie and Nigel, we didn't tell Adam because I knew he would totally freak out and get nervous. So there was no point in freaking him out unless I was absolutely certain of it, which I wasn't at the time. And obviously I was wrong anyway, so it didn't matter. But um, when I told Katie and Nigel, we joked about it and we kept looking up at the ceiling and going, you stay up there. Like, Don't come down yet. You can't come down. So it just became this joke. And actually Adam ended up saying things like, stay up there but he actually doesn't even know how that originated (laughs) so if he doesn't listen to this podcast he still will not know how that even started um but yeah so (laughs) we just used to joke all the time and be like you stay up there so this just became our our saying for like two years we just always said that and um when the time came that I became much more ready for pregnancy and birth. Um, Not even just in the sense of like I was ready because Adam, we were much more certain that Adam's status was he was going to be able to stay in the U.S. for a while um, and that the, the, all the immigration stuff was almost over. So we, it wasn't even just that. It was also that I was more mentally and physically uh, prepared for being pregnant and labor and birth and, and having a child. So for a long time, I was, I really was just afraid of losing my independence, I guess I want to say. Um, and I remember saying things to my mom like, you know, well, I just, we won't be able to go on vacations anymore. And my mom's like, of course you will. You know, like it's, it's going to be, you just have to take more stuff with you. That's all. And, and you'll have so much fun because you'll have a baby with you. And um, I knew that it was going to be um, just different. Life was going to be different. I wasn't going to be able to just get up and shower whenever I wanted to, which, you know, now I am realizing that was a true thing <laughs> because, you know, I have to plan my showers now. Um, and I'm not saying I would trade anything for the world, but um, but at the time that was my thought was that life was going to change and I wasn't necessarily mentally prepared for that yet. So what I did was, um, like I was saying in my first podcast, I learned a lot about birth and I followed tons and tons of Instagram accounts and the more comfortable I became with the idea of pregnancy and labor and birth, the more prepared I became and 
more excited I got to finally say to Adam, okay, let's do this. Like, I'm ready now to have a baby. And he knew. He, like, he would always say to me things like, it's all about you. Like, I'm ready whenever you're ready. And so finally I decided, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. So I knew that for two years now we had been saying, like, blocking, like, everything with condoms and, like, physically blocking, not only physically blocking, but, like, mentally blocking the idea that like you can't come be with us right now. So I felt um, we're very spiritual. Um, I felt like I needed to invite that soul to come be with us. And at the time, I really felt like it was going to be a boy and his name was going to be Noah. And we both like were very sure that it was a boy. And so it's actually kind of hilarious when you see our gender reveal video, which is on YouTube. You, you see both of us. We uh, I threw Adam a baseball and he hit it and exploded pink everywhere. And you can see both of us being like, wait, what? Because for months we were so sure that Noah was coming. But it turns out Sophie came first. Um, <laughs> so that was just kind of funny. But um, and then it took us a while to wrap our head around the fact that it was a girl coming and not a boy. <laughs> so for the conscious conception part, I started to get a lot of signs. I really felt like, okay, this is this is definitely going to happen soon. We're really big into crystals too. We have lots of crystals. Um, so we made cups of cacao. Which is um, which was used as a medicine back in the day, like back like back in the day day. Like <laughs> not recently. I'm talking like back in the day. But cacao is a superfood, and it can also be used for like meditation and in ceremony. And so actually, I just had a cup of cacao before I started this podcast. Um, it really helps with my creative flow. So we both made ourselves a cup of cacao, and we sat in front of my um, my all of my crystals and. We actually have this really unique, beautiful thing that because we're so into crystals, um, crystals are energy. Like there's, there are quartz crystals in your watches, in your computers. There's quartz all around you. And quartz um, is a really important crystal. And so for our wedding, we made a crystal bowl by um, giving each person who came, either they got to pick either a rose quartz, which signifies love and happiness and joy, um, or a clear quartz or a Tibetan quartz, which are really special quartzes. And they got to pick one. And, and at the ceremony, my brother explained what quartzes are and why they're important and what they signify. And so everybody held their quartz. And we all took a moment to um, send good vibes to our marriage and kind of like program the crystal to um, put a blessing on our marriage. So you could have either prayed whatever you believe in or you could have just said some affirmations or just send us some love. And then everybody wrote their name on a little um, tag and wrapped it in copper wire around the crystal. So we have a giant bowl full of crystals from everybody that was at our American wedding, not the Australian wedding, but it was the American wedding. Um, and so that's in our room. And that bowl just feels so special. There's so much special energy around that. And so we sat in front of that bowl and we I invited the spirit of our child to come and be with us. And I said, um, you know, whoever is is ready to come be with us, please do. We're ready for you now. I know we've been telling you to stay up there, but you are more than welcome to come down now. We are very prepared for you. Um, I'm ready to carry you. I'm ready to birth you. And so we just like said all these prayers and Adam and I went through a bunch of different gratitudes and we um, said we spoke our gratitudes out loud together and we affirmed things and said things about, you know, how great the pregnancy is going to be and how beautiful the birth is going to be and just kind of like talked into existence that this was going to really happen and it was going to be beautiful. 
And um, so we lit, we had like candles lit. I'm not going to lie. It was like super romantic. <laughs> and um, we ended up having sex and it was beautiful. It was a really long time and it was just the most amazing sex we've ever had. And I actually cried and that's never happened before. Um, and by the way, this is going to be like a super raw podcast. So <laughs> so I'm going to be completely open with you guys and talk to you about all these different types of things. And obviously things like this are going to come up when we're talking about birth. Um, so <laughs> get used to the idea that I'm going to be saying the word vagina and sex and things like this. So um, I'm just I'm not going to be crude about it. But um, if you're a, a teenager who's listening to this, please know that we are going to be talking about elements like this and not to be afraid of it and that it's completely natural, of course. So anyway, so we had this beautiful, beautiful ceremony. And when we finished, Adam was sitting next or laying down next to me and he was just like stroking my hair and we were both kind of crying. And he was like, you're going to be a mom. And it was it was really beautiful. And so we went to bed and the next morning I woke up and I got a tea bag that literally said from a small seed, a mighty oak will grow. And I saw that tea bag and I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I just knew. I was like, that, that is a sign. That is a total sign. And I said to Adam, I was like, that we definitely conceived last night. And um, we laughed. We cried. It was good. <laughs> oh, I forgot a huge thing. Okay, I'm going to pause right here and go backwards. So before we had our ceremony, I actually sat down and I wrote in my journal, I wrote all about like, how beautiful this was going to be and how perfect this was going to be. I'm sorry, I shouldn't use the word perfect because that should just not be a thing. Like nobody, we shouldn't be striving for perfection, I, I don't think. But I just wrote all these really great affirmations and basically told myself a story and I wrote it down all about how beautiful this whole thing was going to be, this whole journey, this whole experience into motherhood. And so that was also really special and really important, I think, for me. So anyway, so back to the story. So I, we left. I don't remember where we were going, but we went downstairs out of our apartment and we got to my car and there was literally a wasp sitting on my driver's side window. And at this point, I was the only driver because Adam still hadn't gotten his American driver's license at the time. And so that wasp was definitely meant for me. <laughs> and Adam was like, Adam has a, a fear of bees and wasps and stuff after getting stung um, a little while back. So he was like, oh, crawl in the other side. Like, you have to crawl on the passenger side. And I just laughed. I was like, I guarantee you that a wasp means fertility. And he was like, just doesn't matter. Just go in on the other side. <laughs> so I Googled it immediately. And I was right. Wasps signify fertility. And I just knew it. I totally knew it. And I laughed. And we were cracking up. And I was like, I'm telling you, I'm pregnant. And so we were just so excited. And it was like two weeks later that I suddenly, well, we were, we were going on our tour about a month later. But I just really knew, like, I just had this feeling that it's okay. I'm going to be pregnant now. I'm going to be pregnant through the tour. It'll be early days. I'm going to be fine. And so I was ready to conceive. So I wasn't worried about the book tour. Um, but we, it was about two weeks later. So for those two weeks, we were so excited. We were just, we didn't tell anybody. But I didn't even tell my mom. And I tell my mom everything. Um, but we were just always talking about it and about how fun it was going to be. And then two weeks later, I 
woke up and I had horrible cramps. And I don't usually have horrible cramps. Like I've always had really easy periods ever since like the very beginning of, you know, getting periods back in sixth grade. Um, Very light, like only three to four days. And for some reason I had horrible cramps. Like I was doubled over in pain and that's not normal for me at all. And then I had bleeding and I was like, oh my God, am I having a miscarriage? Like, what is this? And then I was reading all online, of course, because what do you do? Like you're, you're, something happens and of course you go straight to Google, right? And a lot of things were saying it could be implantation bleeding, which means it implanted and I actually was pregnant, right? So I'm looking at the timeline. I'm like, okay, two weeks does make sense. But, you know, all the things that I was seeing said that if it was implantation bleeding, it wouldn't be painful. And that if it's a miscarriage, it is painful. So... In my brain, after reading tons and tons of stuff online, I came to the conclusion that I must have had a miscarriage because I was just in so much pain. And I couldn't find enough things to tell me that implantation bleeding could be painful. So I got really depressed, like super depressed because I thought, what the heck? Like I had all these signs. I was so ready for this. I can't believe that I was wrong. Like it was more of like a, I trusted my intuition and I was wrong kind of thing. And I know that it takes a long time sometimes for people to have to fall pregnant. Um, But it was just because I had so many signs that I really was shocked. And so I didn't take a pregnancy test at the time. It was about two weeks later and it was right before we were leaving for tour. So now this is four weeks later. And I decided okay before we leave let's take a pregnancy test just to be sure because at this time I'm still like well maybe I was wrong maybe it was implantation bleeding Um, but I know that pregnancy tests don't necessarily work that early in the pregnancy so it's now been four weeks and I took a pregnancy test and it said no and it was the day before we left so I was pretty bummed And I was like, okay, well, whatever. It's just going to happen when it happens. We're not using condoms anymore. It's fine. So I decided that we're just going to go on tour and I'm not going to think about it. And it is what it is, right? Okay. So now it's about 10 days into tour. So now I'm like, this is like almost six weeks later. And like I was saying in the first podcast, my brother was driving because he came with us on our um, cross-country road trip. We did a book tour for our first book of healthy meal prep for DK Publishing We did a book tour. We stopped in like, I don't know, 20 to 30 places across the country. And we were on the road for like 42 days, I think it was. So my brother came with us to be our videographer and photographer and everything. And so it was just me, Adam, and Nick. And we were in a 10-hour road trip. And uh, most of our trips were not 10 hours long, obviously. But we had like two days of just really long stretches of driving. And I was eating something that I normally eat. And I said to Nick, why do these taste disgusting? Like, these are gross. Nick was like, uh, are you sure you're not pregnant? And I was like, yeah, I took a test. What are you talking about? He was like, well, that's a symptom of pregnancy. So, of course, I run to Google again. And yes, it is a symptom of pregnancy that your taste buds change. And then I got really nauseous that day in the car, too. And I said to Nick, like, I never get nauseous. He's like, yeah, you never get nauseous. You know, like, I Nick always gets nauseous in the car, but I have never been nauseous. So Adam was in the backseat editing, and he had his headphones on. So me and Nick were talking, and Nick was like, maybe you should stop and get a pregnancy test. And I was like, how am I going to do that without Adam? Blah, blah, blah. Like, noticing, because we were all together, obviously. And um, so I made an excuse why 
Oh, well, actually, it was it lasted for two days. So we we had this really long road trip, and I still was just nauseous the whole trip. And I never threw up, but I just I just did not feel good. And then um, we got to the next day. I I was also nauseous. So that day we stopped and got a pregnancy test. Without Adam knowing, I just I said like, oh, I have to run into Walmart quickly for something. And I walked in and I, I grabbed something, came back out. And um, that day we were in Arizona. We had a book signing that night. And that morning I woke up and Nick knew I had the pregnancy test, obviously. And he knew I was going to test it in the morning because all the things say to test it with your morning pee. And so I walked into the bathroom in this the most disgusting hotel room you've ever seen. It was the worst hotel room on the whole trip. And actually, we might have been in Phoenix. I don't remember, but we were somewhere in Arizona. And uh, I tested, I tested it, and I was pregnant. And I'll never forget seeing it actually say "pregnant" on the um, on the sink right there in this disgusting little hotel bathroom. And I couldn't believe it. And I sat there and I cried by myself because <laughs> I didn't want to run out and tell them because um, I had this whole plan. And um, I decided that I was going to tell them on top of. Bell Rock in Sedona, Arizona, because Nick had climbed Bell Rock before with somebody who takes, um, his name is Peter, and he takes thousands of people up to the top of Bell Rock. And so me and Adam had this whole thought in our head, the way that Nick always described it, that we were just going to like climb up um, the mountain. We're just going to climb up Bell Rock and there's going to be wires and guardrails. And we just have this whole thing in our head like, oh, this isn't a big deal. You know, we'll just take our sneakers and hike up to the top. So I was thinking, oh, this is easy. I can do this and I'll do it up on top of there because that's like so special. Obviously, I'm not going to walk out in this dinky hotel room. Gross, right? So that night we had a, um, a book signing and um, we had a great time. And it was just like, it was a really great, I felt like I was just like in the zone, man. I was having a great time talking. It was so great. And then um, because we were in a bookstore, I just walked through the babies and kids section and I saw this little, one of those little pop-out books that had a koala on it. And I was like, oh my God, how, what a coincidence that it says baby koala on it. And Adam's Australian. So I was like, I have to buy this and give it to him on top of Bell Rock tomorrow. And so I went up to the cash register and I was like, quick, do this fast, hurry up, quick, quick. And like the lady and I were joking. We like really did it fast. And I was like, what'd you get? And I was like, I can't tell you right now. And I like shoved it in my bag. And then the next day, uh, we actually did more driving to get to Sedona. And it was the next morning that we were going up to Bell Rock. So I actually held the secret for 48 hours. Well, let me tell you. That was not easy, but I, but I really had this idea that I wanted to tell them both up on the top of Bell Rock, especially because when I took that test in the hotel room and I came back out, you know, Nick looked at me to kind of see what I was going to say, but I wasn't going to, you know, tell Nick because Adam was right there. So if I told Nick, I was going to have to tell Adam because Adam, Nick would have gotten all excited, right? So I just walked out and I looked at him and I like shook my head. I was like, no, no, I'm not pregnant. And Nick believed me. He totally believed me. <laughs> and um, so we drove again the next day. I was still kind of nauseous. And in my head, I'm thinking, I was telling Nick, I lied to Nick. I was like, no, I'm f- I feel fine today. I feel fine because I didn't want him to get suspicious, right? So... Um, the next morning we got up and I was thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like now I'm six weeks pregnant. How am I going to get up to the top of this mountain? And it's 6,000 feet up in the air. We're not going to really have food with us. You know, we had water bottles and stuff, but I, so I brought like tons and tons of bananas and dates. And, uh, so 
we we get there and we're looking up at this big rock and I have my sneakers on. We're ready to go. And it was so funny because we were in the car and Adam's like, maybe I should just bring some, he calls tissues, he calls them snot rags. <laughs> he was like, maybe I should just bring some snot rags. And I was like, for what? Like I wasn't even thinking I wasn't even thinking that, you know, and he was like, I don't know, I'm just going to bring some some snot rags. And I was like, OK, so he happened to put a bunch of tissues in the bag, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and it worked out that he did that later. And we put dates and bananas and all this stuff in the bags and water bottles. And I had the koala uh, book and um, I had that in my bag. And so we started to climb up the mountain and pretty quickly me and Adam realized, wait a minute, this is not a guided walk. This is like you're literally scaling a mountain and there's no ropes. There's nothing. And when I tell you that it was the most traumatic, no, not traumatic. I don't want to say traumatic. It, it is one of the scariest moments of my life. Uh, that is not, not a lie <laughs> at all. It was pretty scary. And we were climbing this thing with no harnesses, nothing. I'm talking like some of it was like straight up and down. It was like a 90 degree angle. And um, it was it was very scary sometimes. And the whole time I wanted to be like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Like I told, I told the guy, I had messaged him, Peter, the night before. And I told him, hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. I'm going to tell everybody on the top of the mountain. So at least someone knew just in case. Like I just needed to make sure that someone knew. And um. So he kept looking at me and being like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, because he knew, obviously. So he was just checking in on me. But Adam and Nick were, you know, really supportive and pulling me up. And um, it was the most physically grueling thing I have done in ever. Like, it was just crazy. And it was also, it was like a spiritual experience. Like, you really release a lot of fears as you do it because you get to the top and you're like, wow, if I did that, I can do anything. And so there was one part where it was a really steep climb and it was just really scary. And I started to cry and I was crying really hard. And, you know, Nick was trying to pull me up from the top. Adam was pushing me from the bottom. And I just wanted to, to scream cry and turn around and be like, I'm pregnant. And I just kept telling myself, no, you can make it to the top. Like, just get to the top. Like, it's, it's so anticlimactic if I said it right there, right? So, um, so I got, I did get past that hump of that really scary moment and we kept going and going and going and we got up. It took us the whole thing going up and down. Probably we were out for like five hours. It was a really long time, a really long and hard climb. So anyway, so we finally get to the top, right? And I have the book in my bag. Oh, I also brought up the pregnancy test that said pregnant on it. And we get to the top of the mountain and uh, we're looking out and it's just this most beautiful view of all of Sedona. It's just such a gorgeous, gorgeous spot up there. And we all feel so accomplished and we feel great. And um, so because Peter knew, I also wanted him to record me telling Adam that I was pregnant and Nick, right? So it was so funny because I was like, oh, Adam, you know, you should you should vlog because we're up here, right? And he was vlogging the whole time. This is all a video on YouTube, by the way, which you can totally watch. And it's a great video, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but you can see the climb and how intense it was. But um, so we get to the top and Adam has a selfie stick. And he put the camera on the selfie stick and he was pointing it at us. And we were just going to talk about it. And I said to Peter, I said, Peter, can you film this too? And I like winked at him and he knew what was going to happen next. So he was filming on his camera. So we have two angles of this. And... Um, 
So Adam was like, you know, hey, Steph, like, let's, we're, we made it, look around, do you have anything you want to say? And I was like, yeah, actually, I do have something I want to say. <laughs> and they said, um, I actually don't even remember what I said right now uh, off the top of my head, but I said something about, you know, like, this is, uh, this is uh, something that Adam has wanted more than anything. And he realized that I meant that I was pregnant and he started crying and he sobbed like a baby. Like the, the video is so, is so cute. And, um, and yeah, he just sobbed like crazy. And Nick was like, what? You lied to me. I believed you. And it was just like, it was so funny. But uh, so the three of us just kind of stood on top of the mountain and we were crying. And I'm actually looking at a picture of it hanging up on my wall right now of, of uh, me, Nick and Adam on top of Bell Rock. And they're both pointing to my belly because Sophie was with us that whole time. And so we all kept saying like, oh, she's going to be she's going to be a little vortex baby. And Nick was like, man, she's going to be stronger than anything. Like she came up here with you. And it was just such a special. It was so special to share that with Nick and Adam up there. And then this is the real kicker. And then I had to get back down the mountain <laughs> with them knowing that I was pregnant. And actually, surprisingly, getting down was a little bit scarier than getting up because now you're looking down and you're like, look, it's straight down. And you're putting your feet on these tiny little knobs on the rock and you're like trying to get yourself down. Man, I was physically exhausted. I, I did that thing six weeks pregnant. Thank God I was no longer nauseous. And I wasn't ever again for the entire pregnancy. Um, but yeah, so getting back down was really scary, especially because Nick and Adam knew that I was pregnant. So everybody started to treat me like an egg. And we had three other girls was also were also with us. So, you know, like everybody knew that I was now pregnant. <laughs> um, so we got back down and it's so funny. We get all the way down the mountain and we're walking just on like, you know, shaky ground. It's just a bunch of rocks all over the ground. But we're walking on flat surface. Um but just rocks underneath you. And I literally slipped. They like everybody stopped finally holding me because we were down on the bottom. But my legs, you know, when you're just so tired and your legs are shaking because your your muscles are like, nope, we're done. And um, you have DOMS, delayed on onset muscle soreness. And I was just so tired that my legs were shaking. And I, um, <laughs> I fell, I slipped and fell straight on my butt. I went down. You should have seen the bruise on my butt. It's hilarious. We took a picture of it because it was so funny, but I had a bruise on my butt that was like the size of your face. It was huge. And, uh, <laughs> so anyway, that is how we ended up. Uh, I ended up telling Adam and Nick the news. So, uh, then I had to hold my mouth shut for another couple of weeks until we made it home. Yeah, I found out on like day 10 and we, we stayed out for another month. So every time we talked to my parents, I couldn't say anything. That was really hard because I wanted to show them and, and I mean, share that with them in person. Um, and yeah, just trying really hard not to tell anybody and it was so hard to do, but uh, we had to tell some people, like I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. So we called our friends Katie and Nigel, we told them, I told my friend Marion and Mike, and um, but then we came home and we shared with our family after we went to the doctor and um, and that was it. So that is the story of my conscious, con our conscious conception and uh, how I ended up sharing the news with Adam and Nick. And so it was really special and I wouldn't have had it any other way. And it was totally worth keeping my mouth shut for 48 hours to be able to tell them on top of Bell Rock. So um, really special, really magical. And honestly, I felt so many times during my pregnancy and my labor and the birth. I was like, man, if I could get up on top of Bell Rock six weeks pregnant 
and overcome all the fear. And I just shed so much fear and anxiety on top of Bell Rock. Um, and getting on to, getting up there was just really magical and special. And um, so, yeah, so that is the story of how all of this kind of started. So that's it for today's podcast, guys. And uh, next time, I'm not really sure what we're going to talk about, but I'm really enjoying uh, talking to you guys. And let me know if you have any questions that I can talk about. And we're just going to keep this train rolling and we're going to, Keep empowering women to love the birth process. And uh, and that's it. So signing off for now. Podcast number two is in the books. Bye, guys.